¿Qué tal mi gente? What's up? We're back with uh, episode 2 of season 2. We're getting up to a quick start in um, San Bombazo uh, here with USCD Melo at Annenberg Media. It's Jose Romo here with Héctor Almendares. How are you doing, Héctor? I'm doing great. You're about to see Herrera, huh? <laughs> I was going to say Herrera. Yeah, yeah. Te vi las orejas and I was like, yeah, it had to be HH. But hey, hey, there's a lot to discuss today. And so we'll be uh, doing uh, or talking talking about um, sort of the U.S. women's soccer team today. Yes. Um, U.S. Uh, women's soccer. I can't even uh, speak now. Just thinking about <laughs> Come on. Um, they just announced their list of friendlies for their spring season. The women of Troy have a list of four matches which they will be playing during the months of March and April. One of them being in March, the, the other three being in April. Um, their challenge now is to continue the great things they did last season, but now under a new coach. Coach McAlpine is no longer, and now it is all about Jane Alukonis. Uh, you'll Alukonis. help me out. Alukonis. <laughs> me faltó el acento. Yeah, you'll help me out with the pronunciation. Um, who, she's a head coach, and now with Amy Rodriguez by her side, uh, this new coaching staff will get the ball rolling um, this spring with uh, a couple of friendlies. Hector, you haven't had the chance to sort of see them play yet, but mm-hmm. with sort of the majority of the roster coming back for another year, what do you see of the women of Troy, um, the USC women's soccer team? Well, it's definitely an exciting prospect just thinking about that. Um, Jane Alaconis, she was in the UCLA, uh, she was in UCLA's coaching staff, I believe, as, as an assistant coach. And so when it comes to moving on from a coach like Kidani McAlpine, I think USC did the best they could literally i think this is a very good choice in which you're giving jane um the opportunity to to show what what she's got um obviously being part of ucla's coaching staff she has a lot of experience um and she's a very young coach um and she's also a former collegiate soccer player so that would give another aspect for um, duke right I think. from yeah for duke um and i th- i'm excited to see how she'll continue I don't think people should see this as a rebuild. I think it should be a continuation, maybe a reconfiguration as well. Um, because you still have players like um, Penelope Hawking, Croy Bethune, um, but then you, you're moving on from Savannah DeMello. Um, and so I think they should be focusing on the midfield because have, like losing DeMello is going to be huge because she, she was a creator who knew how to backtrack. Se votaba muy bien, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you still have Aaliyah Farmer, right, who was a great, and, and uh, Abujo, who are great midfielders and were great pivots. But then you kind of have to find your new creator that can take it from, like, the middle of the park and just go up. Um, and it can be a rebuild because you have Hawking. You have, you know, the, the, the top goal scorer <laughs> in USC's program still with you, the GOAT of, of USC women's soccer. So I, I think I'm excited how she will be using Hawking, right, because Kidani used, him, used her... Um, Sometimes as a striker, sometimes on 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 the wings, and so I don't know what Jane might do with um with with Pocking, but and and Bethune. So I'm just excited to see what she will do, how she will approach it differently than Kanani, um because Kanani had very you know he he started from the from like a back five at first and then he moved to a back four. Um I'm I'm excited to see what she would do differently. Um we just have to wait. Great uh, transitions of play, right, mm-hmm. under uh, Donnie uh, McAlpine. Now we'll have to see what the ideology, how that changes, right, for, for this team. Um, certainly with players who are coming back, you mentioned Penelope Hawking. Um, you mentioned Aaliyah Farmer, who is practically um, 
Sergio Busquets out there in the midfield. <laughs> Honestly. Um, and you'll have to consider uh, and think about what um, uh, this new coach will do with Croy Bethune, who on paper is a midfielder, however, has uh, played the majority of the season right as a, a striker position, mm-hmm. right, a forward. Um, certainly these games against uh, CSU Bakersfield March 6th at 12 p.m., um, April 3rd, they'll be playing UC Irvine. Then they'll go off to play C- uh, Cal State LA April 9th. And finally, closing off these friendlies um, April 10th against UCLA. All these uh, games away, so we won't be able to uh, see them here. However, um, we'll certainly be hoping to see the best of this team. Um, I-, I guess, yeah, you mentioned this is not really a rebuild. It's uh, um, like... A continuation of what they have been coming uh, to achieve. Um, however, they did things great, phenomenally um, last season. Mm-hmm. So that's an added pressure for a new coach. Yeah. Who, yeah, she's done her job with with UCLA. Um, she sort of has the pedigree um, with her coaching staff as well. But there's certainly a, a lot of uncertainty in what will happen to this team in this this season, and we'll have to wait to see mm-hmm. um, next fall. What, what they can achieve, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, uh, Kidani did a great job in introducing young players into the fold, and so it, it doesn't leave Jane completely um, confused or... You think he was considering that like through, throughout the season? Maybe so, yeah, because the, the, the role he gave Simone Jackson um, and Brooklyn Courtnaw, even though they're freshmen, they're rookies, the roles that they and he, he gave them kind of had that in mind in which... You know, creating a future after the likes of Demello, you know, Killen Martin and and Penelope Hawking, um, I think he was considering in terms of that. Um, and and even the players that did not get as much time, like Elena Sambayo, um, um, Kayla Colbert, uh, Julia Gomez, I think they have, and Izzy Kimberly, uh, I think they also have the potential to kind of be introduced now, uh, since there've been some departures. Um, so I'm just excited to see how Jane will will kind of see that if she will continue that of just keeping young players and and putting them in there or just rely heavily on the, the more experienced players. I'm sorry, but I, I like how we're keeping this on, on a first-name basis because <laughs> I, I couldn't pronounce it. But, yeah, Jane became uh, the, the fifth head coach in USC women's soccer history. Mm-hmm. So only five coaches had, have taken um, sort of this uh, – challenge of coaching the the woman of Troy now she's she's a new coach yes her new coaching staff certainly there must be some changes there um in the the workflow of things and this will be a taste of what the fall um, 2022 season mm-hmm. will will be like uh for the USC women of Troy um with these preseason matches or I, I guess you could consider them uh preseason matches right i mean not mm-hmm. really. They're sort of friendlies for the spring season, um, but we'll have to see how they are playing differently, if there's any difference. Yeah. Or, again, like you said, if this is sort of just continuing and sort of transitioning yeah. under a new coach. I will say, though, because like, it's preseason, maybe don't take the games too seriously, but the one game I'm going to take seriously <laughs> is the UCLA, UCLA game because <laughs> you'll be going against her former team, yeah. you know, and it's, it's the team that also, like, on the last day of Pac-12 just – took the title from USC right under your feet. Yeah. So I think US, especially the players, are going to want some type of revenge after that happened. Um, and then Jane's going to want to, you know, show out in which I'm like, uh, I was an assistant coach for UCLA, but I'm now the main coach for, for USC, and, and I want to show, 
you know, the Pac-12 teams that I'm capable of, of playing well. Yeah, I mean, certainly it's also a form of the Cali Clásico, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the El Tráfico, no? El este, um, Cali Clásico is LA Galaxy uh-huh. versus San Jose, um, but... The, the El Tráfico, sort of LA Galaxy versus LAFC, uh-huh. the two, um, the, the Derby, also you could compare it to that having UCLA play USC, certainly an important match, and it carries um, that that importance, right? You, yeah. you feel it, you should feel it as a player, and it's played differently. And, and certainly even at a friendly stage, uh, you see it with professional teams too, like it's played differently, even if it's a friendly it's still a clásico. Yeah. So, um, and especially with her history, being an assistant coach also for for UCLA, and now mm. being the head coach for USC, that will play a role in the way the play the the match plays out. And we'll have to wait and see. Um, April tenth is probably already marked on your calendar, Hector. <laughs> but um, we'll have to wait and see uh, for those those matches for the USC women of Troy. Any expectations you have for for this spring season? I know you mentioned you shouldn't take or you should take these games lightheartedly, and, and not with too many expectations. But mm-hmm. anything you could speak about that? I would just say that that Jane uh, has the tools in terms of players um, to experiment. She can do uh, try to experiment different formations, different tactics. She has a lot of players to her disposal, um, and I think it should be that to trying to figure out what players work well together in what positions and what tactics moving forward um and i would like to see usc continue to build upon their defensive you know background and their and their defensive pedigree with kidani uh the way kidani kind of uh created a fulcrum uh, in the back the amount of clean sheets your idea of just setting the bus and parking the bus yeah yeah, parking the bus putting six in the back let's go (laughs) but um yeah i'm just excited to see why six go full on seven (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> have two goalkeepers while you're at it. No, but uh, I would like to have Jane um, Alaconis, um kind of build upon what Kanani because Kanani did a lot of good, great stuff for the program, but I think Alaconis has definitely the potential to, to even amplify that. So I just can't wait of what she will do differently. I'm certainly excited to see what those changes are and how mm-hmm. this plays out for the USC women of Troy, uh, the USC women's soccer team now transitioning to uh, this will be a short episode today. Um, mm-hmm. We'll transition to our second uh, topic of the day. There's certainly a lot going on, and there's been a lot going on in the uh, past few weeks between the uh, Russia and Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia uh, conflict. And this is also affecting um, the, the world of sports, soccer. Uh, we've seen athletes go on the front lines and mm-hmm. sort of fight for their country. Um, it's certainly difficult to see. But, hey, we had to uh, sort of talk about it and we're here uh, to have this conversation. Um, Chelsea's owner, um, having sort of some Russian connection, stepped aside. And now Chelsea is up for sale, up for grabs, mm-hmm. $4 billion. Yeah. Hey, you want to pitch in? Let's. Uh, <laughs> I, form- yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to ask Carol if she can pitch in a bit. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Maybe USC can purchase Chelsea, but... No, uh, it was really Let weird. me just not pay tuition this year. Let me put it into the <laughs> Chelsea I'll, fund. I'll contribute to the Chelsea bid. Um, but um, it, it's weird how um, Roman Abramovich kind of did that gradually, in which first he he gave control to the charity that owns Chelsea, and then a few days later he said that he was selling the club. So I think he was testing waters. I think he wanted to see how people would react um, because I, he is a Russian oligarch. Um, he has ties to Russia, definitely to... The, uh, to um, uh, he has companies in Russia, and so I think the the fans were gonna give a reaction anyways. Um, 
and and I think yeah, the whole the world of football has just been affected deeply by that. Uh, the Ukrainian Premier League has been suspended, um, unfortunately. Um, Teams also uh, removing sort of sponsorships from exactly. their jerseys. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. The International Olympic Committee has also um, removed sort of Russian representatives from from competing, and finally, UEFA and FIFA have also um, sort of not allowed uh, the the Russian teams to to compete in their competitions. But I mean, this sort of topic with Chelsea's new owner is um, still ongoing and growing. But I mean, there's a lot of to talk about, and we have come sort of to the end of um, this episode. But hey, any last thing you would like to add? No, that's it. That uh, you know, people obviously reacted to the conflict, and and multiple managers throughout the league have you know resigned, and hopefully this sends a message, you know, that there's no space for that type of. Uh, things in football. Well, thank you, Hector. We'll end our uh, second episode of season two. Samon Basso here with USC Dimelo Sports in Annenberg Media. Jose Ramon, Hector Almendares. We uh, conclude today's episode.